0: Welcome to the natural health podcast. We bring awareness of sustainable health in a business hustle space. The natural Health podcast is perfect for the high performing business minded individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve optimal health. It's Friday, which means it's time for friends sharing facts about health, business and overall success. In today's episode, we talk to Sila Watcott, who will talk to us about the immune system and how we are able to boost it naturally. She works to help people tap into the natural ability to heal on its own. She is a prominent voice in the world of homoprophylaxis, and specifically how this can be effective immune support and used. As deep healing and transformation within the homeopathic medicine. With a PhD and a board certification in homeopathy, she explains this beautiful science in depth. Celia has published. Articles in the likes of Pathway, Homeopathic Links, and Organic Lifestyle Magazine. She was the recipient of the 2016 Public Service Award from the Wooten A. Price Foundation, and her work with homoprophylaxis has been a guest lecture in London, France, Scotland, Ireland, Indonesia, the US, and Canada. She's also recognized and directed their international conference in 2015, 16, and 17 about prophylaxis and leading research worldwide. Celia provides three topics that she absolutely loves, which is one is the real immunity film that she produced and directed herself, the home reflexes for safe and effective immune support, and the principles of homeopathic medicine for deep healing and transformation. Wow. Welcome to the Natural Health Podcast. Thank you, Mahalia. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. I noticed that you've been all around London, France, Scotland, but not to Australia.
1: No, that's a, it's a long way from the US, long flight.
0: <laughs> it
1: definitely, definitely
0: is. So you yourself, um, you produced and directed the Rural Immunity film series. Tell us a bit more about that.
1: Sure. So I noticed that my, my clients, uh, young mothers, young parents, were very um, fearful about their children's health, and they weren't trusting their own intuition. They were racing to the hospital with the least fever, Um, and I just wanted to be able to communicate to them that we have this innate immunity that is divine. I mean, it's, it's here to help us evolve and be healthy. So I decided to do a film, which turned into three films because I had so much material and I, I set about interviewing different physicians, immunologists, parents, um, and compile these, these films. And the first one is called Quest for Real Immunity, where I crack the door about what is immunity and what do childhood illnesses do? And what about fevers, all of those topics. And the second one is Passage to Real Immunity, where I talk about homeoprophylaxis with uh, leading researchers, one from Australia, right where you're from, Um, doctors in Europe, parents using it, doctors from India where it's used. And the third one is called, uh, choosing real immunity. And that's more about consciousness and how our thoughts and our minds really affect not only ourselves, but generations following us and the generations before us. So those are the three separate films, Gaia.com pick them up. So they're all available on Gaia or they're available on my website, uh, realimmunity.org.
0: Yeah, and I'll put that in the show notes. Your guy is absolutely amazing. It's got such amazing movies on it. So it's beautiful that your documentary, your film got released on there. And it was meant to be only one and then it turned into three. It just shows how passionate you are about sharing this knowledge.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, it's, it's definitely a calling for me. It's something that I came into later in life and my children kind of brought me into homeopathy. They were adopted from Russia, China, Taiwan, I had one biological child I gave birth to, and they all had different problems, Uh, migraines and asthma, kidney reflux, and homeopathy cured them. So that opened my eyes, and I went back to school in my late 40s and felt like I was home, definitely.
0: Yeah, wow. So yeah, that's what I was going to ask you is, what have been the key turning points in your journey to where you are today? I mean, that's definitely one of them.
1: (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. It was my children and experiencing homeopathy myself and just feeling a resonance with it, that this is really what health is about. It's, it's natural. It's safe. It's, it's really a beautiful form of healing. So that was definitely a turning point. My life's consisted of a number of different traumas. Um, I watched the death of my parents at a young age, I had a husband commit suicide. I lived on a sailboat. I was shipwrecked for a month in the Berry Islands. Um, different things, but they've all really lended kind of a increased awareness about just life and and the kinds of things that everyone experiences. I mean, nobody has an unbroken life. And I can really relate to that well. And homeopathy looks at the whole person, not just the physical. <laughs> part so I really resonated well with that concept as well
0: yeah I love how you said that no one has an unbroken life that is that's yeah that definitely a lot of individuals for listening can relate and you know we always look up to individuals and are like oh that person's perfect and that person's nothing wrong but like you said no one has an unbroken life
1: right and I have the privilege of seeing deeply into people's lives you know meeting with my clients this is what I love about what I do Um, I see into their lives. And I see that no one is spared from grief or tragedy or trauma or pain. We all share that and we need to use it to understand and to grow. So that's what I enjoy helping people with. And homeopathy definitely assists with that.
0: Yeah. So individuals that are listening and it's the first time they've actually heard about homeopathy or they've heard about it and aren't 100% sure what it is. Do you mind just giving us a little bit of a um, explanation about homeopathy?
1: Sure. So the thumbnail print of homeopathy is um, it's it's a system of medicine and it's been around over 200 years and it's based upon like treating like it utilizes everything in nature animal, mineral, and vegetable. So we use plants, we use um, uh, elements from animals, we use biological things, we use minerals, but they are diluted and succussed until there are no molecules of the original substance. So it renders them completely harmless and also uh, what you're doing is accessing the information. It becomes a frequency once it's been diluted. So our medicines are completely safe. They're completely natural. They have nothing artificial in them and they don't manipulate the physiology, ph- physiological system of the individual. They assist the individual to heal on their own. So basically it's like a, an energetic reminder to the individual and then they can start the healing journey on their own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's absolutely beautiful. So now anyone who's listening gets a little bit of an explanation of what it is from an experienced homeopath,
1: (laughs) not just from, from online. There's many many studies um, about homeopathy. Uh, It's not, uh, it's not magic. It's not, um, you know, anything that's, unexplainable um it's it's an it's a form of energy medicine there are many forms of energy medicine acupuncture and reiki and and it's been around for 200 years and it's it's effective so
0: yeah 200 years that we know of who knows how much longer it's been about that we don't even know about true right right (laughs) 100 percent. so look here in the podcast we talk a lot about success and i wanted to find out um, you know, I wanted to find out what success looks like for you at the moment. As you said, you started studying in your late forties and, you know, it would have changed throughout the years. So what does it look for you at the moment?
1: So, you know, success is evaluated in different ways by different people. I mean, financial success is, is one thing or, uh, you know, in business, to me, success is balance. It's having you know, a loving family, it's having good relationships, it's having work that you love, it's having um, enough abundance to meet your needs. It's having enough to be able to give to others and be able to donate to those causes that are really important to you. So to me, that's what success is. And from the time I started homeopathy, I always felt like this is enough. This is perfect. This is exactly what I need to be doing. These are exactly the right number of clients with the right kinds of conditions coming to me. I loved where I was at. So it's grown from there. And I think that appreciation for the moment and for where you are helps things to really expand. And that's, that's really what's happened for me. And I have a very full practice. It's an international practice. Um, and I'm grateful. I, you know I couldn't be happier, and I recognize how, how blessed and fortunate I am to be able to be doing something that I love, and also have a family that I love, relationships that are good. I have a home, I have enough to eat, I have enough to be able to share with others. and I have everything. There's nothing I need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. The contentness and also being able to give where you're at, you know, to be able to not just take, but also give, I love that. It's an ongoing circle and it's an ongoing flow. You're not blocking that flow. You're letting it flow. I love that.
1: Right. Yeah. That's what I've always wanted to be able to make enough that I could donate generously to those areas that I wanted to. And I'm, I've approached that now and it's very gratifying to me and also to provide, you know, Anything to other people that can be supportive, whether it's the people that work with me, the people that I treat, you know, being able to have a positive effect in someone else's life is very meaningful. So Mm -hmm. to me, that's success.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely beautiful. And I'm pretty sure your clients and people that you work with feel that and, you know, that you're achieving that. So that's amazing. And being content. I think that's, that's a key thing these days. A lot of us we're always looking for something out there, something else. And we're not actually seeing what we have in front of us and actually being thankful for that and grateful. And I can see that coming through you, that you are, you look at it and you go, okay, I am thankful and I'm grateful for this right here. Right, right.
1: Yeah, that's so important. Really important.
0: Yeah, Yeah. beautiful. Well, let's get into today's topic. I'm so excited to learn from you and let the audience also, you know, learn from you because you've got so much experience in this field. On how to boost your immune system naturally. I mean, a lot of people will be like, what? I can I can boost the immune system naturally? I never knew this. You know, they'll be a bit questioning it. So let's start off with some basic, basic, the 101 on the immune system. What is it and how does it function? I know we could this could be a long lecture and you know, it could be year, years of information, but we'll just trim it down a little bit.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. So let's start with the very basics that. We're whole people. So everything affects us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Everything. You can't chop up a person and diagnose different parts. It's just not possible. And we're seeing that with the failings of our medical system now. So we start with the whole person and we realize that any disruption in any of those areas is going to affect the person. So Our immune system thrives on being able to recognize self from non-self. What's me? What's not me? Where are the boundaries? So those boundaries have to do physically, right? Having healthy food, having clean air, having good water, simple, but realistic. Those boundaries have to do with our emotions by having healthy relationships, not being abused, not being neglected, getting the affection that we need, getting the love that we need, um, and mentally and spiritually as well, whatever those needs are. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a child in a family and the, the dog just died, the family pet just died, and the child's grieving for this pet. So in a healthy situation, the parents might say, You know, you don't have to go to uh, preschool. You can, we'll read some books about what happens to, you know, all dogs go to heaven or, you know, we'll watch some movies together or a little extra attention and support because the child's grieving and that child appropriately feels those feelings, is sad, moves through it and adapts. And now the child is more experienced. They have this experience behind them. They've matured. They've evolved. Their immune system has strengthened as a result. Let's take the opposite scenario. A child in a family where maybe the parents are abusive and they say, shut up, stop crying, go to school. And the child goes to school and then starts having tantrums at school or hitting other children or losing potty training and you know, wetting their pants and they can't sleep at night and they have nightmares. And the parents not knowing they think something's wrong with the child and they take the child to the doctor and they might get medication or they might discipline the child. I mean, this is an erroneous way to frame what just went on and they both have to do with a healthy functioning immune system. So we can see that simply by providing what, what an individual needs emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, that fosters A healthy immune system. So, and it goes without saying that you want clean food, you want organic food, you want no GMOs, you want clean water. I mean, these things go without saying. And if you need to supplement with some things, you know, that's possible too, but you start with those basics.
0: Yeah. I like how you said you start with those basics because they're no longer basics anymore they have gone out and they're not longer, it's kind of like what should be done now is kind of like an, an extra, you know what I mean? And right. what's happened, especially with the immune system and things like that, you said clean water and clean food. Unfortunately, individuals out there, they don't get clean water and they don't get clean food, which means essentially the end result is their immune system's not functioning as well as it should be. So the basics haven't been covered.
1: Right, right, and that's essential, essential. So then we go to homeopathy, which is a natural form of medicine. And that can support the immune system in a way that it can keep evolving and it can exercise and it can move forward. Mm. I mean, just like the physical body needs exercise, the immune system needs exercise. And how does it get it? Through viruses, through uh, dirt and bacteria. Um, All of these things in our environment help to promote a healthy immune system. So the average child might get 10, 12 viruses a year. Some of them go unnoticed by the parents because they can resolve within 24 hours. And when that virus comes in, uh, starts to be expressed by their system, they might have a fever, they might be a little bit cranky, they might take a longer nap, Um, and then they might move through that within 24 hours. And then they've developed lifelong immunity to that particular thing and adapted to that particular um, uh, antigen. And this exercises the immune system. So by doing that and not preventing it, you're lending more exercise to the immune system in a natural way. So breastfeeding supports natural immunity. Um, Fish oils support natural immunity. Exposure to dirt and dust supports natural immunity. These annual viruses support natural immunity. All of it does.
0: Yes, it actually helps our
1: body. Right, right. And fever is the body's way of turning up the heat, developing natural antibodies that will last a lifetime. So the fever is a healthy healthy um, event that takes place and should not be completely suppressed Mm -hmm. as long as it's a working fever.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, so what, for the audience that's listening and, you know, a fever. So if you suppress this fever, what are you actually doing to the body?
1: So you're driving the pathology deeper if you suppress the fever. So I see this in children who maybe they have an ear infection and, uh, their mother takes them to the the doctor, they're given an antibiotic. The ear infection is an effort to externalize that inflammation, send something out of the body. It's just been suppressed by the antibiotic, Um, especially if the child's running a fever, then they're trying to work through it. Uh, And then we see things go a little bit deeper. And next you might start seeing, chronic ear infections where the child can't get up and over that ear infection with a good healthy fever. And instead they, they have another one and another one. And I have many cases like this where children have chronic sinusitis or ear infections. And each time it's been suppressed, the child isn't allowed to be sick, isn't allowed to have a fever. So it just keeps happening again and again in an effort to move through it. And it's the human body's natural attempt to move through it. So you want to be able to support that. You don't want suffering. You don't want the child to run wild with a fever. So there's many ways to support it that, you know, uh, any natural practitioner can, can share with a, with a parent. Um, but you support that process and let the child move through it.
0: Yeah, 100%. I remember when um, back in Croatia when i will be at my grandma's and I would to be sick, she would put about seven blankets on me and she would be like, you're staying in this room until all those blankets are wet, you're not leaving. And she's like, she would just put the blankets on me and I would sweat it all out, sleep in my own sweat. And then I'll come out and then she would shower me and then she'd be like, and I would feel a lot better. And then chicken soup and all those things, you know? And then um, we would come, we came to Australia and I wasn't feeling well. So mom took me to the doctors and this doctor gave antibiotics. And mom was like, no, 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 no. She doesn't need antibiotics. Went home, did the same thing. Plus apple cider vinegar on my feet in socks. Like it was just all of that.
1: That's great. Yeah, that's great. And those are wonderful methods, you know, and you want, you want a supportive practitioner who can hold your hand and support you just like your grandmother who knows and who's certain that can help you through it and know if there's any signals you need to go to the hospital.
0: Yes, 100%. But if you
1: don't, yeah, she did a beautiful job. And like, you know, you're saying the, the um, apple cider vinegar on your feet. I tell parents there's a the warming socks method where you put the child in the tub so they're, they're warm, you know, and then you warm the, the socks with warm water, wring them out so they're wet. You put wet socks on the feet, you put dry socks over that, you bundle the child up and it will send, the body will send the heat from the head down to the feet and dry the socks by morning, but it'll, it'll relieve ear infections, sinus infections, you know, the fever, all of those yeah. methods. Yeah, it's great.
0: That's exactly what mom did. I had about five socks on. She's, I, I was like, why are you getting men's big socks for? <laughs> it's like, that's why, just in case.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. That's a nice story. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's great. So look, now that you've spoken a bit about the immune system, I love that, that, you know, you've given us an example and we understand the immune system a bit more. But wh- what I wanted to find out a little bit more is when do you want to boost the immune system and when do you want to actually dampen it?
1: So, you know, we see a runaway immune system in autoimmune disorders. That's that's where we're seeing a runaway immune system or an a cytokine storm. And those things are typically induced artificially through pharmaceutical meds. You know, either long-term use of pharmaceutical meds or vaccines or, um, you know, different methods that are physiologically manipulating the system. You, you don't see that a system will normalize itself typically given the right components. So, you know, the vaccines contain adjuvants and adjuvants are intended to create antibodies. This is a manipulation of the immune system. The problem is they create indiscriminate inflammation So that's inflammation throughout the system, not just in the TH2 arm of the immune system to produce antibodies. And that indiscriminate inflammation can result in asthma, ear infections, eczema, um, these kinds of allergic reactions that are autoimmune reactions. Um, And this is what we see more and more. Like, you know, 20 years ago, maybe 10% of children had chronic disease. Now we see over fifty percent of children with chronic disease, and uh, excessive vaccinating definitely dysregulates the immune system and throws it into disarray because you're introducing as many as eight diseases into the into the body at the same time. In the U.S., there's a recommended schedule, and at two months old, children get eight different diseases. So a developing immune system, that's, that's an assault. Mm-hmm. And then the child will have inflammation and maybe throw up a fever or, you know, a cough or diarrhea or some sort of uh, effort to externalize the toxins. A, a new mother will run back to the doctor and the doctor would, will say, well, let's just give an antibiotic to stop the symptom because medicine is designed to suppress symptoms. And then as long as you're here, it's it's almost time for the four-month vaccine. So let's just give the vaccines. So now you've got a sick child. You're going to load on more vaccines. And, and this is the the mixture that starts to dysregulate the immune system severely. And this is, I see parents after they've been through this and they're kind of on a treadmill and not getting anywhere. Finally, they've, they're fed up and they, they come to natural medicine to try and get relief. And that's when we start working homeopathically.
0: Yeah. I like that you put in there that it's not specific. So the inflammation is not specific to make a- antigens. It's, it's inflammation all around the body, which means it's, it can be anywhere. It can be in your brain. It can be in your, any organs and your tissues all around your cells. Because like you said, at the start, the body cannot be moved and that is the endocrine system and that's the central nervous system and that, that we're all together in one. So that inflammation goes throughout the body, which causes these chronic conditions, like you've mentioned, like asthma and so forth. So, so the thing is, is our body is supposed to do what it's supposed to do, but it's not doing it. And is that when are we in any stage? So are we ever supposed to dampen our immune system?
1: I don't know a situation mm-hmm. that would call for that. Why? I mean, if, if, we have, if our immune system is all-knowing and has knowledge, it knows how to regulate itself. It knows how to keep us healthy. And you know what I feel compelled to say is that many, many mothers have this intuitive feeling like this isn't right. This isn't healthy for my child. And I would say, listen to that. You know, as the mother, you have wisdom for your child and no one knows your child as you do. No one loves your child as you do. And you have the right to pause, put things on pause until mm. you feel certain about what you want to do for your child. Mm.
0: So there is that option. Like you said, put it on pause. It's not a yes and no.
1: There's that option. I like that you said that you can put things right. on pause. Right. Right. And, you know, I'm just, I, I support parents because it's the toughest job in the world, Mahila. Mm. It's, it's a difficult job and you're constantly questioning yourself and you're constantly wondering, am I doing the right thing? Am I making a mistake? Um, but what I would say is that your love for your child qualifies you to be in that position. So trust that, mm. trust that and follow that and, and feel justified in saying, I just want to get more information, just want to get more information. And then when you have enough information, that's when the fear um, recedes. You know, the the antidote to fear is information. You just need to understand more.
0: Yeah. And that's just for us too. I understand, you know, for kids and things like that, but it's also our intuition for ourselves and our health and anything around us that's happening. So trusting that intuition, you know, like you said, and, uh, and allowing it, but I mean, I guess there's so much fear around, you know, fear of, you know, death, fear of, I mean, death's going to happen either or, I know it sounds horrible, but um, all that fear around us that we're getting bombarded financial fear, um, you know, relationship fear and so forth, and then we don't make the right decisions, or not the right decisions, we don't make the decisions that are right for us intuitively, correct?
1: Right, if we can always say to ourselves, everything's happening just the way it needs to happen, everything's unfolding just the way it needs to- to unfold, if we can do that, and I, I I understand it's not always easy when we're in the throes of pain or suffering, but if we can do that, just get through now. Just get through this moment. If I've learned anything, that's my mantra: just get through this moment.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Just get through this so we've spoken about the so, immune system and so forth, but what are some ways we're able to boost the immune system naturally? Um, I know there's so many ways when we've spoken about, you know, the fever and things like that. And like you said, working with a good healthcare professional to be able to support you. Yeah, but what, what would you say are some ways that we can boost the immune system naturally?
1: So homeoprophylaxis is my my specialty and it's the way that I like to see immune systems being exercised. And homeoprophylaxis is the use of homeopathy prior to meeting a disease so that your system becomes familiarized with the frequency of that disease. So we have many studies um, showing that homeoprophylaxis has been successfully used for pertussis, for cholera, for dengue fever, for lots of tropical diseases, for childhood diseases. Um, There are studies coming out of uh, Cuba they have uh, the Findlay Institute there that they produce vaccines, but they also have a natural arm that works with homeoprophylaxis. And they've done many studies over the year. They did a very famous one on le- for leptospirosis, which is a disease of the tropics. And they reduced the incidence of le- leptospirosis to zero. India uses wow. homeoprophylaxis. Yeah, India d- distributes it to their citizens free of charge. So they endorse it. The government uh, doctors actually support it. Um, Brazil did the study with the flu, with a, a remedy for the flu, taking it prior to the flu. So homeoprophylaxis is something very easy to administer prior to boost immunity. So it's like you're exercising the immune system by exposing it to the energetic form of the disease that holds no risk, but all the benefits. So I have probably 4,500 children in a homeoprophylaxis program and the parents are saying things like, I see them take a developmental leap after taking it, just like they've been sick. You know, if, if any of your listeners have children, they can see their child gets a cold and then they seem to take a leap afterwards. There's a, there's an advance that they start riding their bike or they have a few new words or they crawl or whatever it is. And parents see the same thing with homeoprophylaxis where they give this very safe uh, remedy, and afterwards they see kind of a leap in the child's uh, developmental skills. So it's lovely, lovely to That's see. So
0: interesting! That's so interesting when you when you say that and you think back. I can imagine listeners being like, if they've got kids or don't know, being like, "Oh, when did that happen? Did my kid, you know, do the next milestone?" That's an interesting so and it goes back to what you're saying we're meant to be exposed to these things so these right. things can happen it's a right. flowing ongoing effect
1: right right and lately with the censorship and some of the propaganda we've been we've been made to think that natural health is false news i mean it's been censored it's been maligned it's so it's i feel that it's important to continue to spread truth about natural health. And homeoprophylaxis is a huge part of that
0: yeah i mean what you're saying with the censorship and things like that it definitely hit me um and I, all most of the people that i know on social media like have not grown at all nothing has been um shared anything along those lines so it's definitely hitting people and they feel it you know they can definitely feel it and i mean individuals who do this type of work like yourself and me they're not really doing it for the money you know what i mean but then unfortunately here in australia if you go if you have kids and they haven't been vaccinated or anything along those lines then they don't get support from the government. So it's an ongoing circle in that sense. Right.
1: And it's challenging. It's difficult. My heart goes out to these parents. And I think, you know, one place to try to put efforts is in political change, if possible. You know, these bills that are rolling out, that are trying to restrict parents more. Parents need to, you know, speak to their lawmakers, write letters or whatever they can do. I think that's important.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, talking about... um, Homo prophylaxis. I hope I pronounced that right.
1: (laughs) Uh We can call it HP. HP.
0: HP. Let's call it HP. So, how are vaccines different from HP? Because you were saying to me that, or to us, that you take HP before you get a disease, not when you get a disease. So, that to me sounds like vaccines. Um, A lot of. So, what is the difference between the two?
1: Right. So, the only thing that's similar is that they're given before the disease and their goal is to prevent the disease. That's, that's where they end in similarity. So vaccines give multiple diseases at one time. HP homeoprophylaxis gives one disease at a time. Like nature does vaccines inject it into the bloodstream. Their mm. homeoprophylaxis, It's taken by mouth where it touches mucous membrane, just like nature. We catch a disease through our nose, through our mouth, through mucous membrane. So vaccines have adjuvants to manipulate the immune system. HP has no adjuvants, no preservatives, nothing unnatural, no excipients. Vaccines are grown on different mediums, and those mediums can be... um, Animal tissues, they can be human tissues from aborted babies, and all of these tissues can carry hidden viruses and DNA of those life forms. HP is not grown on any mediums at all. So it's completely natural, it has no additives, it's delivered through mucous membrane. Also, HP um, can, it can. Viruses, bacteria will mutate. So we know like pertussis, the original vaccine stopped working because the pertussis bacteria mutated. So then people needed a booster and another booster. Um, Whereas HP works with the principle of homeopathy of like treating like. So as long as the symptom picture is the same, it will work. So we've never had to change HP for pertussis even though the bacteria itself has mutated the same HP will continue to work. Yeah, so that is there, so
0: interesting. Yeah. That is that's mind blowing. Like just hearing you say that. And I know you probably talk about this all the time. And you know, you're like, it's, 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 it's kind of like the things that I talk about all the time. I'm like, oh, it's just a given. But you saying that and us hearing that for the first time is like, wow, that is mind blowing. That
1: is extraordinary. That's yeah. That is well, not the biggest difference of all, Mahela, is that it's completely safe. There's never been a death from it or an injury, because it's energy. So it's completely safe and highly effective. The studies have shown us it can be ninety percent effective in the in the range of ninety percent.
0: Ninety percent is huge. I mean, all the stuff that's coming out right now, they're you know trying to hit those high numbers with a number of things, but hitting ninety percent with no side effects—that it. It to me, it's just and it's natural, and like you said, right. it's it's given one at a time. And it just it, to me it just makes right. sense. It just I don't know how you don't have to, um, you don't have to make someone believe to take something like that because it's just a given, it's just kind of like it should be.
1: It's that's how it feels <laughs> to me. It's so logical. That's what it feels when like to me. Into, <laughs> yeah, when I bumped into it, I was like, This is the answer, this is what parents are looking for. My own daughter suffered aseptic meningitis after vaccines, almost died. She's survived. That's when I started my research, which was 25 years ago. So when I bumped into HP, I was like, "Of course, this makes all the sense in the world." But there are those people who say it doesn't work. There's nothing in it. I mean, there's a lot of criticism, and if anybody googles it, I'm sure they'll find lots of censorship and criticism about it. But I'm here to tell you, because I've been doing it for over a dozen years, it works and it's safe and the studies that are out there involve millions of people not thousands but millions of people Mm. so we see that in retrospect over time observations with um epidemics Mm. that it's that it's effective all of these studies that i reference are available on on my site realimmunity.org just go there and there's some links to click and you can go into a knowledge vault and that knowledge vault has all the studies that that can be downloaded, Mm -hmm. printed, whatever.
0: Yeah. And I'll link that down there too. And I'll definitely, I had a look at your website. It's absolutely amazing. And I'll definitely look more into that, but even without, you know, looking at that and just you hearing say that and not understanding the human body, like I do and understanding how herbs and so forth work on our body. It to me, it's just a given, you know what I'm, it's just a given in a sense. If I, if you have a choice of A and B and one that has potential side effects and is non-specific and so forth and B, which is, Min- no side effects and does the work. Well, it, it just makes right. sense. It just makes sense to choose option B. If right. you are, I'm going to put this, if you are in a non-fear state, it makes choose that option.
1: Correct. Fear is the mind killer. Right. Right. Yeah. right. If we're in yeah, a... Pl- yeah. Plus it's supporting what the body does naturally. It's not manipulating the body. It's just supporting what it knows how to do. Yeah. Instead of introducing something artificial, who that its goal is to manipulate.
0: Yeah. So can you give us an example? For example, um, if a, a, a kid came to you, a mum with a kid came to you, so you would give them this, is it a pill? Is it a drop? Is it a powder? What is it? Can you run us through and what it will do to the body
1: in a sense? Right. So homeoprophylaxis, which is different. We need to make a distinction between classical homeopathy and homeoprophylaxis okay. because we're not treating... Someone who's already sick. We're not addressing a disease. We're preve- we're giving it beforehand. Okay. So they're tiny pellets the size of pop seeds, and they're placed in the mouth, or they can be dissolved in water and a few drops of the water put into the mouth for young babies. Okay. And they're they're actually you know the original solution is made in a homeopathic pharmacy that passes stringent regulations, and then those solutions are are put onto sugar pellets. So the the pellets are just harmless sugar pellets. And those are given by mouth. So the parent, basically I give the parent, um, I'm giving the parent education. I'm really committed to educating the parent. They receive a kit with these pellets for eight different diseases. They receive a video of me explaining how to administer so that they can go back and see that again and again if Mm. they need to they receive a booklet where they can keep all their uh, notes and their schedule of giving the remedies. And then they have a meeting with me through zoom or FaceTime for 30 minutes to individualize the program to their family. And then everything is in their hands and they administer everything. And then my support comes with the program. Mm-hmm. So my support is there for two or three years, however long they spend rolling out the program um, and that's it, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. And can this also be done for adults?
1: Yes. So a lot of adults come to me for travel, for tropical diseases, yeah. um, or for influenzae, which is for viruses, flu, epidemics. Um, and I recently did a casual survey of over 500 people taking influenzaum last year from March until August. And those results are also on the realimmunity.org site, and the majority of people had no symptoms. Uh, only very few tested positive, and those had symptoms for either zero days or under ten days. So the, wow. the results were nice, but it was again a casual observation. Yes. It wasn't an official study of any kind, but it was over five hundred people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a fair amount of individuals. <laughs>
1: Yeah. 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 So that was adults uh, or children. And that's the other beauty, you know, the same, the same dose goes to an adult, a child, the elderly. Mm. Um, And for epidemics, the beauty of it is no cold chain, it can be distributed to, to developing countries, Um, untrained personnel can administer it because it's not needles, you don't need medical personnel, it's pellets. So you can teach someone in a short period of time, and they can, you know, administer it. It's inexpensive. It can be produced quickly. It doesn't have to go through many stages of production. The uh, effect is immediate. There's no serial conversion. We're not looking for antibody conversion. So the minute it touches mucous membrane, it's effective. It can be used with other modalities easily. I mean, it's it's not uh, exclusive in that regard. And it... uh, is effective for mutations of the disease. So as a virus mutates again and again and again, the same thing is effective. So it's really well suited to epidemic use in developing countries.
0: Yes. And it's what a virus does. It mutates. Um, (laughs) It's a normal thing it does. It's part of its life cycle.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) And our adaptation to it is our evolution moving up. So we become more and more evolved as we uh, adapt to it. And we are full of viruses. If we didn't have them, we wouldn't evolve as we have. So a
0: necessary part of life. And that's why a kid when gets a virus should take about 10 to 14 days, whereas we should get over it in about three days because our immune system has already adapted in a sense. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, you're you're just making too much sense for us here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, another thing that I wanted to ask you is the fact that, you know, you've been doing it for 20 or so years, you know, have you done pro- HP for 20 years or have you been homeopathic no, for 20 years?
1: Uh, HP for about a dozen years. about 12 years I've been doing HP.
0: Yeah, yeah. And no side effects through those 12 years that you have seen with individuals.
1: I have not seen.
0: And you've seen thousands symptoms. and thousands of people.
1: Yes, and we see immune responses. So it's really important to distinguish between the yes, differences. A side effect, and immune response. A side effect is something that your body has been pushed into, right? Whereas an immune response is something the immune system is naturally doing. A fever is an immune response. Um, sweating is an immune response. So it's with, with babies who are pre-verbal, we see a fuller diaper. So there's, you know, more, more stool. Mm-hmm. We see a longer nap. They sleep longer. We see maybe they're a little cranky or they're chilly or they're more clingy. Okay. These are natural responses. Yeah. These are not side effects. Yes. So, Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: So what happens in the body when we boost our immune system, as in if we were going to take HP and how does it help us in future illnesses?
1: So the more toned your immune system is, the more capable it is of meeting the next challenge, right? I mean, it's just like if you went to the gym and exercised, then you could lift a heavier bag of groceries or, or a heavier child, whatever. So it, it's simply toning your body to be more capable of dealing with whatever comes along, which is important, right? So if you isolate a person, and you cover their face, and you exclude them from all germs, all dust, all dirt, all people, what you've done is compromise their immune system. So when they do get out in public and breathe the air, they're more apt to contract something because you've compromised their immune system. So when you've toned their immune system with exposure to things, then they're more capable of adapting and rising to meet the occasion.
0: Yeah, 100%. I love how you've put that. I love how you've put that. So, when a kid is born in a sense. So, when a newborn comes out, I mean, should it be um, should we try and put it away from environmental factors or put it in environmental factors? What I mean by that is is should the kid be at home for a certain amount or should it be exposed to people and things are around as soon as it's born?
1: Well, a newborn is dependent on its mother's immunity because they're not building their own immune function yet. It takes time. So the very first introduction is down the birth canal. So they're, they're getting bacteria from the mom in the birth canal. Mm. And then through nursing, they're getting the mother's antibodies. So years ago, when women had measles, in my generation, we all had measles. Then when we nursed our babies, they were given those antibodies to protect them from measles in the first six months of their lives. So this was mother nature's way of protecting newborns, which no longer exists because now mothers have been vaccinated. Their immunity has worn off. They don't have antibodies. They're not immune and they're not imparting that to their infants anymore. But in uh, a world designed by mother nature, (laughs) The the neonate has the mother's antibodies, and it's it's as long as that neonate is nursing, and with the mother and getting getting everything from the mother, there's no reason why they can't be exposed to family members. I mean, you know, there's uh, there's uh, limits, of course. You know, there's things you're not going to do with a newborn simply because. You don't have the energy, you're, you're nursing, yeah. the energy, right? You're home with your newborn. You're not going to be gallivanting around the world and rolling in mud puddles. Yes. 100. So, you know, whatever feels natural and comfortable yeah. to the family is fine, but yeah. why not introduce a child to the family? As long as they're connected to the mother, you know, in yes. some cultures they're strapped to their body for, for months. Yes,
0: I love that you you said it depends on the mother's immunity and, you know, the birth and so forth. And yeah, because like you said, that's what we get it from, right? That's what we get our immunity, immune system from. It's from the the vaginal canal and the breastfeeding. And yeah, I love that. I love that you mentioned that. So, so that's what happens when we boost our immune system to help us with future generation or future illnesses. It actually assists us if we boost our immune system. It helps us with future illnesses that we're able to actually deal with. It. like you said, when we go to the gym if we're training for something, then we're ready for that fight or we're ready for that um, competition. We're ready for that, you know. So it's kind of it's kind of like that. So what what would be some practical tips for the audience to incorporate to assist their immune system? For example, let's say they, you know, they've they've done everything wrong in a sense, not wrong, I shouldn't say wrong. You know, they're not eating the healthiest, they're not drinking clean water, they're not doing all these things. What are some practical tips that they can incorporate to actually help their immune system through, you know, the the cold and flu season, the viruses and so forth?
1: Right. Well, definitely make sure vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin A, those things are up in the body, so you can supplement For those, you can easily do online vitamin D tests that can be mailed to your home, finger prick, check your vitamin D level. So that needs to be um, in a good range over 40. Um, And look at your environment and eliminate toxins from your environment. Look at cleaning products. Look at self-care products. Look at makeup. Look at soaps. um, Look at everything you use in your home and read the bottle. And any chemicals, things you can't pronounce get those things out of your house because with small things, there are big effects and the immune system is responsible for chronic disease, for acute disease. And you are fueling the fire of those diseases by adding in toxicants. So make sure your water's purified. I, I don't think there's anywhere in the world where I drink the tap water. I mean, I would drink purified water, And try to get organic food, clean food, Um, and then remove all of these toxicants from your environment and look at what emotional toxicants you have and try to address those. I mean, that's probably the most challenging part, but I'd say those are the, the best basic, simple ways to boost immunity and, Homeoprophylaxis is great. I mean, am during flu season. I've been using it for so many years. My clients have been sailed through flu season with it. Um, what else? That's
0: yeah, that, that is a lot in itself already. Yeah. I mean, if you and did, also,
1: Mihala, yes. you know, find what makes you happy. You yes. know, for every moment that you're happy, whether that's baking or gardening or taking a bath or singing or petting your dog or hugging a child, whatever gives you that little burst of feeling good, that's improving your immune system. And that's the best advice I can give anybody. Find that and, and spend time doing it.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, it's so interesting. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about the research in regards to laughter for the immune system, how key laughter is for the immune system. I forgot the study, but it was like a percentage of, like, reduction of having the symptoms of the flu. If you actually sat down, watched a comedy and laughed, like you were resting, that's what I say to everyone who is sick. Go on the couch, rest, get your favorite blanket, your favorite person, watch your favorite funny TV show that you just watch. Eat some chicken soup and all that stuff. Get some vitamins and new minerals, and right. you'll it'll, it'll go away. It'll go away.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, you're
0: absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Laugh it away. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So, you know, to finish off uh, the podcast, I ask all my guests, as this is the natural health podcast, what is your favorite or
1: best kept natural health hack that you do? Meditation. I meditate every day. And that's important to kind of clear your mind, settle your body, and get in touch with yourself. So I'd say that's the single most important thing that I do. I do it first thing in the morning when I get up. Um, That would be my tip. Yeah.
0: How long have you been on that for?
1: Um, About two years now. I had a cancer diagnosis that I got through with no chemo, no radiation, um, natural methods, and I started meditating then. And I've kept up the practice.
0: Wow. Wow. There you go. Well, if you need any more evidence or proof, <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> right, right. That yeah. is absolutely brilliant. So if individuals are listening to this podcast and they're like, wow, I need to know more about this. I want one of these kits sent to me. I want to jump on a program. What can they do and how can they do it?
1: Sure. Go to realimmunity.org. If you sign up for the newsletter, there's five free gifts that we give out. They're different fact sheets or videos or um, all sorts of things. So just sign up for the newsletter and all that will come to you and you'll see everything that's available on realimmunity.org.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. And you work with individuals from Australia on Zoom and things like that? The things can be sent to them?
1: It's it's a little bit difficult mailing to Australia. Mm. So, you know, if they have a place where they can buy remedies, that's really helpful. Um, But Zoom is easy all over the world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for taking your time out to introduce us to this side of homeopathy that individuals haven't heard of before and know a little bit more about it now. So I'm going to put all the show notes and all the information um, underneath, but is there anything else that you want to say before we go?
1: I don't think so. Thanks so much for the opportunity, Mahela. I really appreciate being here and yeah, you're doing great work. So keep it up.
0: You're most welcome. Thank you for joining us at the natural health podcast. And remember the missing link between failure and success is your health.